Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, let's take a listen to this. I think menopause in general is actually one of the last taboos of women's health. Nobody talks about it. Our mothers didn't talk to us about it. And we certainly don't talk very much to one another about it as women. And therefore, if you go into the workplace, it's discussed even less, I would think. Women are embarrassed. Women are afraid of the implications of saying that they're menopausal. And therefore, talking about it in the workplace may have implications for them. So really what we're trying to do now is it's a bit like mental health was about 10, 15 years ago, we're actually trying to break down the taboo and the stigma that surrounds menopause so that women in the workplace can talk more freely and more openly and be supported better. Talk to me about the implications that women might be worried about. So the average age of menopause is 51. Obviously some women are younger than that and some are older. The average length of time for the menopause if you take into account the period running up to it, which is called perimenopause, and the period afterwards, which is called postmenopause, the average length of time of that is 7.4 years and there's a myriad of symptoms which are emotional, psychological, physiological and sexual which total around 40 different symptoms so no woman's menopause is the same so if you can imagine this in the context of this is happening to a woman she probably is at the peak of her career or has you know, re-entered the workplace or whatever and what can happen is so for example if you have a hot flush in work like I used to have 20 to 30 hot flushes a day I'm presenting to a client or an important business meeting that really knocks your confidence but women suffer from anxiety women suffer from brain fog, from forgetfulness. Women suffer from flat mood, lack of energy, maybe haven't slept the night before. And so all of these things can have implications, A, on their performance, but B, that stereotype of the menopausal woman being a bit of a, I don't know, a whack job, a nut job, past it, over the hill, lots of different things. And I think women have fought very hard trying to get a more equal position in the workplace. And this really can put them back. Well, that was founder of the Menopause Hub, Loretta Dignam, chatting to Joe about how menopause is the last taboo of women's health. She discussed the possible implications of talking about the menopause at work at the stereotype of the menopausal woman, which needs to be banished. We want to help eradicate the st- stigma, so we're joined now by Dr Beatrice Neufeld of the Personal Medical Clinic in Castle Troy. Good morning to Good you. Good morning, Gillian. Lovely to be on the show. Tell me, you're listening there to Loretta. Would you identify with what she said? Do you, do you think she's right about it being a, still a taboo and something that people don't talk about enough? Yeah, I thought it was so well described by Loretta, but the uh, importance to me is uh, it is uh, very abstract because menopause is a very individual process. So uh, women entering menopause, listening to that this morning, uh, might get a fright and say, God, is this all ahead of me? Uh, so there's a a kind of a vast uh, difference between a taboo as a, a social stigma and the individual taboo. How do I feel with my own aging? How can I stand up to the fact, yes, I'm, I'm getting hot flushes, I'm getting symptoms. Is this the menopause? So women who attend me are usually frightened and compare that social taboo with their inner perception of what's going on. And a prevailing emotion is often fear. How would you rate the the care that women that are going through menopausal symptoms get in, in our medical system here? I mean, do you think that their, their symptoms are listened to sympathetically? I do, but I think, uh, if I think of my own consultations of menopause, take about three hours. So uh, it's a really, really detailed encounter with this woman. 
as on an individual base. And if you have a busy clinic, you do not have the time. You certainly go out with compassion and, and can emphasize, but how much time is then to go into it? So I have a lot of GP colleagues who are themselves a bit afraid of seeing menopausal women coming through the door because they will hold up their, their morning sessions and, and they do require a lot of time. They might be in quite an anxious state. They might be in a physical bad state. So usually what gets attend to, attended to um our physical symptoms are, uh, you know, um, a way to say, look, I, I understand you, but I, I can't go into this all. Do you think women are surprised by the symptoms when they eventually go through them? You know, it's like a lot of things. The reality, when the reality hits you, it's a different thing. You know, I think the word abstract I used at the start is quite quite uh, accurate. Uh, you know, it's such a overwhelming, all-encompassing process that takes years that you really are not prepared for it. Even if your mother talked about it, even if you've seen it in, in, in other women, you know, it's it's when it hits you. I have a very good friend who uh, used to say, ah, I just sailed through menopause, uh, Beatrice. I, I will take nothing. And uh, we often laugh about this because she was the first one, give me anything. I have a dry <laughs> vagina. I've had flushes. I can't function. Uh, so we, we set her up with a very, very good indeed body identical therapy and other uh, holistic uh, addition and, you know, lifestyle uh, changes. And uh, she's very happy and we often, you know, wink at each other when we see each other socially or, uh, yeah. you know, how she thought she would sail through it without any further action. And so, you mentioned obviously there's the physical yeah. um, symptoms, but there are a lot of psychological Absolutely. ones as well. Yeah. So, so the impact of hormones on the brain is massive. I'm involved in an international society of endocrine studies for about 30 years. And there are some very famous uh, professors, Professor Genazzani in Italy and Professor John Studd in, in the UK, who have intensely studied the effects of hormones on the brain. And when we become hormonal in puberty and when we uh, exit the height of hormone in uh, menopause or andropause for men, uh, the brain is the most perceptive organ to changes on an emotional level. So we have, if you want, a functional brain and we have an emotional brain, which is the limbic system. And that is highly, highly susceptible to hormonal fluctuations. That has to do, for instance, we know this from PMT and PMDD. So uh, when the hormones fluctuate, it can affect particularly women uh, immensely. And when the androgens drop, because we also have a lot of male hormones, it often leads to forgetfulness, to uh, lack of focus, uh, lack of libido, anxiety. So things you do regularly, like boarding a plane, all of a sudden create anxiety. You might have um, a situation where you feel, you know, I, I, I wrote a shopping list, but where did I put the list? Uh, you go upstairs if you have an upstairs and you why did I go into this room now? What was I going to fetch? So all these things are throwing a woman who's in the midst of her life, very functional, maybe professional, and all of a sudden I have I have had one very, very high up career lady who said, I'm sitting in a boardroom with all guys around me and I have problems to run the morning uh, uh, show or the, the agenda. Or whatever, agenda yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know, so um, she had to be helped immediately because she said, I will lose status in that male dominated uh, uh, function, you know, uh, yeah. a firm or company. 
So uh, the emotional effects are massive. And unfortunately, a lot of women are then, uh, you know, steered towards the psychiatrist or the psychologist. Mm. Now, not saying that this is needed maybe for temporary uh, amount of time as an adjustment, you know, having a talk to a counsellor. But a lot of women get so anxious and depressed. Again, time isn't allocated that they are put into this, oh, you're depressed uh, take an antidepressant or, uh, well, you have some, uh, all of a sudden, claustrophobia, you need mm. to see a psychiatrist. Whereas the psychiatric symptoms are due to the fluctuation of hormones. This is not a primary psychiatric illness. And John Stott would have fought all his life to, to highlight that. And is the simple solution then to rebalance the hormones? But firstly, you need to assess what's going on because with the uh, cessation of the sex steroids and the winding down of the ovaries, you often have a fatigue of other adrenal organs such as the pancreas and the thyroid. And often thyroid disease comes into play uh, around menopause and you might have an underactive thyroid or Hashimoto thyroiditis, autoimmune disease of the thyroid or an imbalanced sugar household if you want, uh, you know, insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome coming in. So you sometimes need to attend to them just as accurately as you are attending to menopause. So there's no real quick fix. You need to assess the woman properly, maybe do sugar stress tests, do thyroid antibodies, see what's going on, talk to her. She might have bone pain, arthralgia, you know, menopause might only manifest in achy bones and nothing else. So you you really need to specify. Is there any way of predicting um, how strong or, uh, you know, a person's menopausal symptoms will be? Like, I suppose what I'm wondering about is if throughout your life as a woman, you've suffered hugely from hormone imbalances like time of the month, PMT, all that kind of thing. Um, are you more likely to have a difficult menopause if you've never really noticed those symptoms or will you sail through it? Is there excellent, any? excellent question. I must say, uh, there is so there are predictors. If you if you are vulnerable throughout your cycle, or if you had postpartum depression, you are more likely to show psychiatric or psychological symptoms during menopause. Um, the bleeding pattern or those physiological things aren't predictable but on the other way what is predictable if you have a lot of hot flushes you are indeed more at risk 10 and 20 years uh, beyond menopause postmenopausally to suffer from dementia and from stroke so it's 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 at a very very high importance it's really paramount to be dealing with hot flushes because they cause mini lesions in the brain so uh, as much as some can be wow, predicted, it's it's really? it's massive. Yeah, it's massive. So there's, you know, think of Alzheimer's. Al- Alzheimer's is much more prevalent in women. Alzheimer's onset is usually around 70. And guess what happens about 20 years after menopause? You know, it's it's uh, it's a process. It takes about 20 years for this to settle, to kick in, uh, to show symptoms of Alzheimer's. So they are studying that, but what is known that women who flush get mini lesions in their brain. Okay, and we're, we're chatting to Dr. Beatrice Neufeld of the Personal Medical Clinic in Castle Troy about menopause and symptoms. If you have any questions, send us send us a WhatsApp on 086-123-9595. Chatting to Dr. Beatrice Neufeld of the Personal Medical Clinic in Castle Troy. And Beatrice, you, you know, some people 
also s- suffer with surgical menopause. You know, they have some kind of surgery which brings the menopause on yes. even earlier yeah. than it would do uh, for, for somebody else. Does that make it more intense for them, more difficult? Well, uh, certain health aspects uh, are very important to consider. So we have the surgical menopause, maybe due to some illness or cancer. And we also have women who whose ovary uh, become prematurely uh, uh, unactive. And uh, both uh, groups of women might only be in their late 30s, early 40s. And if we consider menopause as a phase where there are uh, fundamental physiological changes and where we are thinking of how do we prevent this uh, woman from uh, health problems too early in her life, we need to think that these women definitely need uh, hormone treatment because they would be way too young to go through menopause. And if you think of menopause as, you know, you're more prone to high cholesterol, you're more prone to high blood pressure, you're more prone to bone loss. So a bit of bone mineral density needs to be attended to. So all these factors need to be taken into account in a young woman. And um, the way forward or what we do in the personal medical clinic is we work with body identical hormones. So they are a one-on-one match to the body's own hormones. And we supplement those in a physiological way to either menopausal women or pre-menopausal, you know, women going through menopause prematurely, too early in other words. We have a question here from a listener. Uh, Can you ask Beatrice what her views of HRT are? There's been so much controversy around HRT. I've been told to consider because it can work great for some women. The change in hormone is is having huge impact on my life. And this comes in from a 48-year-old woman who doesn't want to leave her name. Yeah, so first of all, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, you are not alone. Um, It's a really complex topic and it would probably make a whole radio show. Uh, There's a misperception coming from a million women women's study where when we knew that the data came out that the data was already incorrect but it had has changed media doctors perception of HRT so this is what we call the old HRT hormone replacement therapy which was mainly synthetically produced hormones that had could have had a higher risk for some women the therapies I'm talking about is body identical hormones, which are, uh, let's just take estradiol. So the estradiol we have in our body is 17 beta estradiol, and you are replacing that on a very small, low dose level. And by doing that, you are dealing with the physiological uh, substance that your body already knows. So this is completely different to the HRTs, to the synthetical one. But it takes great knowledge. I'm working with this 32 years, so you know mm. it's it it really takes an in-depth study and 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 uh, expertise to say well this is the appropriate treatment for this lady who's uh, didn't leave her name or somebody else mm. and when so it does it there's no size fits all and um also regarding hormone therapy it's uh, it can be a lifelong thing uh, a dose related so if we think that women now spend as much time in postmenopause as they spent premenopausally with body identical hormone replacement we are prolonging women's life uh, expectancies and quality of life what about sex? Yeah, great. Let's talk about sex. Yeah. Um, so sexual function can change hugely. Number one, 
the brain doesn't have um, the, you know, the testosterone I mentioned can drop. So your libido, your sex drive can drop. But then there's all these physiological changes, which doesn't really make you feel so super sexy and confident about yourself. So if your vaginal lubrication is slow or dry, if you have a dry vagina or the vagina is tight and you're dreading sex or it's uncomfortable, you're going to avoid it. You're going to have, you know, a a busy day. You're going to be tired. Whatever stereotypes we have actually do apply. And often it coincides with the male maybe coming of an age where they have some erectile dysfunction. So it's often an issue of the couple, of the aging couple, or if you're single, you know, it, it's, you're, you're not going to go out and meet a guy and have a one night stand because you're just not going to trust your body. And the same applies in a relationship. So sex can just fizzle out and never be talked about again. And I suppose people of that age then are missing out on all the great benefits that yeah. there are from it. Yeah. And that's yeah, because, you know, just face it, uh, sometimes uh, the drop of female hormones means that, relatively speaking, the male hormones are more expressed. So some women actually get a better sex drive. They also don't need to worry about contraception anymore. And the kids have left home. So you can do what you like. <laughs> <laughs> that's you another know. advantage. Yeah, yes. but, there, but there are solutions if you're... if. For, for things like a low libido Absolutely. and um, you know the, the other physical symptoms yeah. that you might be suffering, you do, there's no need to I, completely give up on the idea. No, and but what is important, you know, I always bring that into consultation, but very often this is not spoken about, and uh, you know the 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 women are a little bit shy to mention it in a consultation with their doctor, and the doctor might not mention it because maybe he or she thinks things are okay or there's no time to talk about it, etc. Okay, we've had another listener get in touch. She has a question for you, Beatrice. She says, I'm still going through the menopause at 70 years old. Yes. What does Dr. Beatrice think of this? She's getting hot flushes. Mm -hmm. She says her doctor says she's not, but she feels she is. Yes. Um, uh, And she says, I came off HRT 15 years ago and I've gone back to menopausal symptoms. I've been made to feel that I'm going mad. Yeah, uh, my heart goes out to you. Uh, This lady clearly belongs to a group of women I mentioned earlier on who flush a lot. So women, there's very, very good paper on this, uh, on a big study of women who uh, have prolonged flushes. There are actually women who can flush all their life, all their postmenopausal life. And this urgently needs attention because, as I said before, this is very unhealthy for the brain. And of course, this lady still has hot flushes. You know, there's no question of a doubt about this. And, you know, I, I never sit in front of patients and say, no, you don't have these symptoms. You know, if mm. someone says she has these symptoms, she has. So, um, yeah, there is help for that. Okay, so would, what's your bit, best bit of advice for anybody who's going through these symptoms or even isn't yet, but is fearing them? Yeah, do not fear is the first thing. Uh, stay with yourself, stay with your own body, stay with, you know, what you think is good for you. Um, There are many, many treatment options for menopause, be it herbal or body identical hormones. I strongly advise against synthetical HRT. I strongly advise against a quick fix. There is no quick fix. It's a mental process to prepare for, you know, to say, look, I'm aging, that's fine. It's just a different phase of my life. Nobody um, makes such a big deal out of um, puberty. 
you know, it, it's socially important that we accept menopause as a natural process. Okay, well, we'll leave it there for this morning. You Thank just you. wanted to make a, a, an appeal as well. Yes, you? yes. Uh, we uh, are. Uh, we need a new team member, so we badly need a medical secretary who's enthusiastic and would like to join our small team in the personal medical clinic. And if you think you are that person, please apply to info at pmc.ie. Thank Always you. good to know that there are Thanks, still jobs out there. Thanks very much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Call Limerick today now on 461995.